You're listening to The Call, a podcast dedicated to reflecting on the life and mission of All Saints. All Saints is made up of a group of random individuals who are bound together by the galvanizing love of Jesus and his nerve-wracking call to drop our nets and follow him. Following Jesus begins with the first step of hearing the call to follow him and his mission. But where is he taking us? That's the question. Yes, so hello and welcome back. Um, there's a bit of a gap between the last episode and this one. Sorry about that. Homeschooling and everything else is just wearing me out. Um, yeah, so it's hard to get away to do this sort of thing. But some good news. Uh, this past weekend, I, uh, I may have found one of those people of peace that we've been talking about. When I was helping out at, a, uh, at the food drive... It was one of the ladies who was volunteering there. She pulls up with this huge carload of food. And uh, yeah, she just starts telling me that it's all coming from her neighbors and how she's been able to pull their neighbors together. And uh, yeah, they're just doing some amazing work. And she, yeah. So anyway, um, I'm going to keep pursuing that and following that up. But in this one episode, I'd like to talk a bit about discipleship. Discipleship is is an essential part of being a follower of Jesus. I mean, that's what you are as a follower of Jesus. You are a disciple. And Jesus tells his disciples to go and make disciples. But this seems to be the thing that the modern church is really, really struggling with. And, and I'm not here to just say, well, I've got the solution. I don't at all. But I can kind of maybe point out some of the the things that aren't working and the things that we've relied upon for a long time. And actually, it, it's avoided us and it's uh, it, it's robbed us of the ability to actually go and make disciples, as Jesus has called us to do. And I think how, how I'd work, hopefully this makes sense, because how I'm going to word it is I, I think we've become really reliant upon an institutional form of discipleship. Um, This has been going on for, well, a few hundred years, so it might take us some time to rethink what this means and looks like. But what I mean by institutional discipleship is we kind of set up this structure, this system that we we feel like we're making disciples if we can get people to come along to some form of church service. So we kind of have, have these easier steps, like, so we set up toddler groups, for example. And that does, that gets a lot of people who are have no connection with the church. I don't care, I have no connection with church, but just really no faith backgrounds and or whatever. It's a comfortable place for them to, um, I don't know, come in contact with some Christians. Um, so then we kind of take them on to the next level. Uh, hopefully they'll come along to like an alpha course or whatever. And then we feel like we've got a big win if they're there consistently on a Sunday. Um, but, but I think this, the trouble with this model, this institutional form of discipleship, is I can actually lead all of those things. 
I could run a toddler group, which I have. Um, I can run uh, like an alpha course, which I have, and I can run a lead Sunday services, like I have, and not form a relationship with anyone through the whole process. Um, it's becoming dependent upon these classes to teach people what it means and looks like to follow Jesus. And it's just not very effective. I think there's a book um, that I'd, I'm going to recommend. It's in, it's by Leslie Newbigin. Actually, anything by Leslie Newbigin, I highly recommend. When it comes to missional thinking, he's had a huge influence on me, but uh, a lot of the people that are part of the, the missional conversation is what they call it have been heavily influenced by Leslie Newbigin. But this comes from his book, uh, The Open Secret. And it was just this picture of how he described what Jesus, the way Jesus discipled his disciples. Um, it really challenged my way of thinking of getting people to come to a church service. Because he, he was saying the way that Jesus primarily discipled his disciples, he, he said it wasn't necessarily in a classroom setting, or I would say like in a Sunday service setting where you have the teacher up front and all the pupils sitting in rows facing the teacher. He said Jesus did teach in that way sometimes, occasionally. He said, but most of the lessons that Jesus taught his disciples were from the disciples' perspective. They were looking at Jesus. They were looking at Jesus's back. They were watching him live his life and how he reacted to situations and responded to conflict and how he dealt with fear, everything. He, Jesus made himself very vulnerable to these men and women, and they just got to see how he lived his life. And Jesus kept saying, you know, pointing to the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and he was just teaching them, this is what it looks like to live in the kingdom of God. And he couldn't teach those lessons in a classroom setting. You know, they had to watch him live his life. And I think that's where we've, this institutional system of discipleship, it, it falls way short. Um, it's taken the whole relationship element out of how we disciple people. It's become dependent upon um, classes and more of that just that classroom type of setting. And I think it's really important that we, we well, we take this serious anyway, because Jesus told us to go and make disciples. Um, but I think it's especially important now because we're coming to a time when this institutional form may not even be an option for us. And if that's the best thing we have, well, that option's going away. We're li living in a time where most people, no, I don't know if most people, but enough people are, they're, they're, they're not trusting of any institution. And um, so we're going to have a really hard time convincing people to come, become a part of the church if that's, our, if that's our, actually our aim. And, um, but anyway, a lot, of, a lot said over the past few years about the decline of the church. Um, and here in, like, in this nation, it's, they, they speak primarily of Church of England. Um, and by a lot of their projections, they're saying within 
this could be as early as 30, 40 years, the Church of England may no longer exist. And uh, it's not just them. It's, it's the Methodist churches falling down the same track. But these institutions that have, well, been here for what it feels like forever, um, I think are in severe risk. And uh, I think this past year with COVID, uh, it may have even cut that even time even shorter. Um, there are going to be some, some big cuts coming soon. And already, uh, a lot of churches have closed over this past year because of this. So it's time for us to really begin to reimagine what discipleship looks like and what it can be. Because I don't think, I'm not sure that Jesus ever envisioned when he told his disciples to go and make disciples that it would look anything like what we have today, inviting people along to some form of event or program or service that we're holding and uh, you let the professionals proclaim, preach the gospel and because that doesn't really look like anything that you see in the Bible. I think we've tried really hard at cutting out, well, the hard bit of discipleship and that's building relationships, authentic relationships with people and being intentional in these relationships. One thing I've come to really appreciate over this, this past year of being in lockdown and thinking through, well, actually, who am I discipling? Well, number one, that's my family. Uh, my kids, uh, they look up to me. I have influence over them. That's just kind of a scary, scary place to be, really. But I have to become aware that they are looking at me. And who do they see when they look at me? I, well, again, Jesus told his disciple Thomas, well, to, to no, was it Thomas? Oh, Philip, Philip, that's who it was. He's like, to see me is to see the Father. Jesus wanted to reflect everything of the, that image of God the Father. And I think as Christians, we're supposed to be imitators of Jesus. And I want my kids to see uh, Jesus in me. And um, they don't um, a very fair amount of the time. They just see some grumpy old tired guy, but um, but at least I'm, I'm aware of it. And when, when, when I see the discipleship is that, is that it's, it's a very relational thing, it's a very vulnerable thing, it's about allowing people to see who you truly are. Um, when I am being more of just the grumpy, old, tired guy, well, that thought comes a lot quicker. It's like, that's who they're going to see. And I don't want them growing up imitating that guy. I want them to know Jesus and to live this life as a, a kingdom life. So I have a couple of questions and thoughts. And one's even uh, kind of hard for me to answer in some ways. But that question is, first of all, if we're going to get discipleship right, and I hopefully we can continue this on for the next, I don't know, a couple, two, three episodes. Discipleship is such a huge thing. It just depends on how you guys respond to this, what questions and thoughts you have. But my first question is just this. Are you, who is discipling you? Or who are discipling you? It might be several people. Yeah, who are those people that you feel are 
just drawing you closer to Christ. You see something in them that uh, reflects that image of Jesus and that you it just draws you in and that they are challenging you to want to become more like Jesus. So who are those people? Sometimes that could be a difficult thing um, to name. But the second question about this too is, uh, are, are you aware of the people around you that you are influencing? And how can you be more intentional about discipling them well? So anyway, yeah, just let me know your thoughts on this. Um, how are you being discipled and who or who do you have influence around that you can be more intentional about discipling? And uh, Or is this all wrong, what I'm saying? Discipleship should be more focused about drawing them into our services. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't care to have an argument. That's fine. I just, yeah, I'd rather learn than be right. So anyway, yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you for listening to The Call. The aim of The Call is to be a catalyst for a conversation about our role in God's mission. I would love to hear your thoughts and comments about what was discussed in this episode, so please contact me at nick at allsaints-wellington.org. And if you'd like to be on the mailing list to receive additional resources about the things we discuss and to be notified when the next episode is released, please email me at the same address, nick at allsaints-wellington.org. See you next time around. God bless.